Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to the Grace for a Journey podcast. So glad that you are with us. If you're new, well, welcome on in. Glad to have you. We're in Galatians chapter 3. Paul is hammering away at, at Judaizers, people who came into the church saying, yes, you have to believe in Christ, but you also have to be a good Jew. Maybe not a big problem for Jews, big problem for Gentiles, but Christ came to give us a new system an absolute brand new way to connect with the Lord. He wasn't trying to amplify Judaism. He brought a brand new covenant. As a matter of fact, if you do communion in your church, and I hope you do, it's in the Bible. <laughs> so I pray you do. There's a section, 1 Corinthians 11 says that we, Christ made a new covenant in his blood. It is a new way in which we're approaching God. So that was being frustrated. It was being confused. And Paul, being an apostle and a shepherd, an under-shepherd, I should say, wanted people to know the truth and live free based upon the truth. So he's writing, the he wrote, I should say, the book of Galatians. And so we're in Galatians chapter 3, beginning verse 15. We're going to move quick and get to the end of, of uh, Galatians uh, chapter 3. So the Bible says this. Now, to give a human example, my brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it's been ratified. Now, a covenant was a legal contract. Um, it was a legal contract outside of church speak, outside of theology. You could have a covenant between two people, and it was really a contract. So what he's saying is this. He said, when there's a covenant, in other words, there's a person making an offer, there's another person reciprocating, matching it, or agreeing to it. And they agree to the terms and conditions. Once that's been agreed to and it has been ratified, it can't be annulled, right? It is it is, is a forever connection, at least religiously it is. Now, today in court, you can, <laughs> I think, get out of most things if you have a really good lawyer. But back then, you really couldn't. So then it goes on and says, now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say unto the offsprings referring to many, but to one. So he says, look, this covenant that was made was made to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants. Now, here's the problem. If Abraham's descendants only meant the people who are biologically a part of his lineage, his offspring, then 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 it's not for us. It's not for us Gentiles, us non-Jews. It would only be for the Jews. But he's saying, look, understand, it's really made to one group of people but who are that? Who is that group of people? It says, so it goes on, it says, and, and to offsprings referring not to many, but to one, and to your offspring who is Christ. So he says, this covenant that was made, in other words, God said, Abraham, you're going to be my people, and I'm going to be your God. That was the covenant. And through you, we talked about this on a previous uh, podcast, through you, Abraham, will come uh, someone who will be a blessing to all nations. Now, in other words, God's wanting to graft all nations into his family, into this covenant promise who, is, who, who we have and we're able to get there through Christ. Then he goes on and says, this is what I mean. Uh, the law which came 430 years afterward does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God. So as as to make the promise void. In other words, he's saying this promise was made to Abraham. 430 later, the law came. All you people today running around Galatia are committed to the law, but you're forgetting the promise that was made ultimately to Abraham. You're forgetting that. It was, listen, this, this covenant that was made 430 years prior to the law transcends your understanding of what God is trying to do. That's the point that's trying to be made. And so then in verse 18, it goes, it says, for if inheritance comes by the law, it, is, it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by a promise. In other words, there was no law 
that Abraham kept. There was no regulations that Abraham kept. God came down, spoke to Abraham. They agreed and they walked together. And Abraham, listen, walked by faith before the law even came. So then it goes on says, why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. In other words, the law came and it was it came so people would understand their need for someone to take care of the sin problem. And there was a promise that an offspring would come and do that. And then he goes on and says, and it was put in place through angels and by an intermediary. Now, now an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. So there's going to be this intermediary, this mediator between God and man. And they're listening to this saying, well, wait a minute. God is the covenant maker. God is the one who made this covenant. And now you're saying there's another person involved. Is there more than one God? First Timothy clears it up. First Timothy 2.5 clears it up perfectly. He says this, for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man. Who is that mediator? The man Christ Jesus, who we know is all God and all man. He is part of the Holy Trinity. There is only one God and covenant maker. So Christ was there with God when the covenant was made, knowing that he would come one day and liberate humanity from the law that would eventually come and show us we needed a Savior. And so now the Bible goes on and says this, Is the law then contrary to the promise of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. In other words, if the law could accomplish everything that we need, then, then there was no need for Christ to come and the law would do it. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin. All of creation is under sin. So listen to this, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. In other words, law can't do it. Self-effort can't do it. Those religious systems and structures you might be committed to can't do it. Only Christ and Christ alone can liberate us from the law. Christ knew that. He was there when the promise was made. He came and died for us. And check this out. If we believe him and trust him, we are liberated from the curse under the law. Then he goes on finally and says this. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. That's what we just said, right? So then the law was our guardian until Christ came. It in order that we might be justified by faith. The law was there to remind us of our desperate need. We talked about this in a previous episode. Everyone listening to this is a sinner. Man, I am chief among them. And, and every day I realize were it not for Christ, my hope for glory in heaven would be null and void because my own self-effort simply isn't good enough. But Christ, in his glory, grandeur, and greatness, died on the cross to redeem us. And because of that, I've been made right before God because I put my faith in the one who, the only one who is worthy of having faith placed in, who is Christ. Then Paul goes on and says, but now that faith has come, we're no longer under that guardian of the law. The law isn't telling us we need a savior. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. <laughs> Look at that. Another scripture says we have been grafted into the vine. We've been adopted into the family. We are sons of God, not by our nature, not by our composite and what makes us up, but because we believe Christ and Christ has adopted us into the family. For as many of you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female. 
For you all are one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Two things there and we're done. There is no distinction in favoritism when it comes to salvation. Doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Doesn't matter if you're male or female. Doesn't matter if you live in the, in, in the States, if you live in Iran, if you live in Russia, if you live in the Philippines, if you live in Scotland, Ireland, England. We have people who have downloaded in all these countries. It doesn't matter where you live. If you know Christ, you are my brother, you are my sister. Because you have placed your faith in the only one who's worthy to have faith placed into. We're brothers. There's equal playing field before the Lord. And then second, finishing up all this rhetoric about the law and the promise and all of that, Paul finishes up and says, okay, look, the promise that was made to Abraham and to his offspring is about you. It's not about a nation. It's about a people who will trust Christ, who will trust the gospel. Those are the people who are people of Abraham. Why? Because Abraham was a person of faith before there was a law. We are all brothers and sisters. Now, if that doesn't thrill you, I don't know what will. But listen, trust God. Trust Christ. And guess what will happen? You'll find unbelievable grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for today. And Lord, I want to thank you for my brothers and sisters all over this globe. It is an honor and a privilege to be connected, Jesus, because of you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. God's blessings on you, and we'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.